2 Peter 2, 3. Dear friends, this is now my second letter to you. I've written both of them as reminders to stimulate you to wholesome thinking. I want you to recall the words spoken in the past by the holy prophets and the command given by our Lord and Savior through your apostles. First of all, you must understand that in the last days, scoffers will come, scoffing and following their own evil desires. They'll say, where is this coming, he promised. Ever since our fathers died, everything goes on as it has since the beginning of creation. But they deliberately forget that long ago by God's word, the heavens existed and the earth was formed out of water and by water. By these waters, also the world of that time was deluged and destroyed. By the same word, the present heavens and earth are reserved for fire, being kept for the day of judgment and destruction of ungodly men. But do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. He is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief. The heavens will disappear with a roar, the elements will be destroyed by fire, and the earth and everything in it will be laid bare. Since everything will be destroyed in this way, what kind of people ought you to be? You ought to live holy and godly lives as you look forward to the day of God and speed its coming. That day will bring about the destruction of the heavens by fire and the elements will melt in the heat. But in keeping with his promise, we are looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth, the home of righteousness. So then, dear friends, since you are looking forward to this, Make every effort to be found spotless, blameless, and at peace with him. Bear in mind that our Lord's patience means salvation, just as our dear brother Paul also wrote you with the wisdom that God gave him. I love that. Patience means salvation. It's so easy to think about patience the way humans are patient or impatient or whatever. But here, today we want to talk about the Lord's patience, not our own patience or our own, the fruit of the Spirit working in us. But what does it mean? What is God's patience? What does that look like? And that's what we want to talk about. Well, of course, in the context of what you read, you know, you think about, Oh, that God is, God could just come in and say, "All right, that's enough. Let's let's move on." But because of His long suffering, our patience, He continues to leave it open so more and more can come into the kingdom. Well, you think back about uh, the whole Exodus when when Israelites were exiting uh, Egypt. It was it, it talks in there about how the how evil had ripened among the Canaanites. Mm -hmm. And really, so Israel became the judgment against the Canaanites. But God had given the Canaanites 400 plus years to repent. Yeah. And they hadn't. That's long suffering. That's the patience of God. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, that's older than our own country. Yeah. And, you know, that's that in, in some ways, though, it's almost a kind of a scary thing when you think about it, because what if God's having patience with you right now over something, but you, <laughs> but you're not seeing it, uh-huh. you know? What if there's something going on in your life? There are something that you're doing, and and God maybe has convicted you some here and there, but you've kind of dismissed it. Uh, but He's being real patient with you before He allows the um, uh, not judgment, but like consequences. The consequences before He even allows the consequences of the sin maybe that you're walking in or what you're doing mm-hmm. to manifest, you know? It's it, it's just like, you know, if you're stealing cookies out of the cookie jar, it doesn't mean somebody doesn't know. Yes. You know, just because you're getting away with it. Yeah. <laughs> at the time. Yeah. So I, I, I it's interesting, God's patience, even in all of that, um, where he may give us warnings, he may show us situations or... You know, he may bring us up to the edge that we finally get it. Oh, God, I'm sorry. And and we don't fall over or we don't end up in a big mess. Mm-hmm. Or we don't listen. We harden our hearts and we plunge ourselves into all of these consequences of, of whatever sin it is, mm-hmm. you know, that we're it's doing. In, it's interesting to me because what you're talking about comes right out of Romans 2.4. And it's we owe I, – I, I always miss this. I shouldn't say we always miss this. I never caught this. Mm-hmm. But it reads, do you despise the riches of his goodness, forbearance, and long suffering, mm-hmm. not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to repentance? So I, I've always met, you know, I know the goodness of God leads us to repentance. I know that. But it was those, it was the forbearance and the long suffering and the riches of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, so it's to what you're saying. That's exactly the point: is that we might not even realize yet, because we haven't come to the realization of that what we need to repent of or turn from. Yeah. Um, but it's the riches of His goodness, forbearance, and long suffering that lead us to repentance. Mm-hmm. My Bible says the riches of His kindness, tolerance, and patience, saying that it leads us towards the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Long suffering and forbearance aren't like modern English type words. I, I, I can't remember the last time I heard them used in any context other than yeah, reading the Bible. I thought it was interesting when you were looking in the concordance before we start turned the mics on, David. That that long suffering seems to be attributed to God. Right. And patience seems to be more attributed to man. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, and in, in the context of the two words and what it's used, you know. Um, but yeah, yeah. It's interesting because long, you think about long suffering as opposed to, typically we think about patience. We think of it in the moment. I'm impatient in traffic. I'm impatient with you. I'm impatient with this. And we think of that in the moments. With long suffering, it means that I'm willing to put up with you or something for a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's kind of the difference. And I think 
when you think about God, none of us seem to be willing to put up with too much for a long time. You know, <laughs> <laughs> but God can do that. You know, that's the beauty is that God can do that. He can put up with our mess for a long, long time. I guess a lot of it, too, is he has the advantage of knowing what it looks like ultimately, you know. Yeah. He also knows what's best for us ultimately, and, 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 you know, it's his goodness that leads us to repentance. Um, so it makes sense that it makes sense that he knows. I mean, you know, a good one would, is when we think about the parable of the prodigal um, and the father waiting yeah. for his son to return. Not, not, like, not like going about his business, well, maybe he will, waiting for him because he knew at some point he would return. Yeah. His father knew it, and he waited patiently for him to return. He didn't pursue him, Right. Because he knew that his son had to probably had to learn, experience, go through whatever it was he had to go through until he reached a place that he would come home, still not understanding who he was, of course. Yeah. Uh, and then his father waiting on him and, and then running to him. You know, I love it. That's one place in the Bible where God runs, you know. Yeah, yeah. David writes this of God in Psalm 86, verse 15. But you, O Lord, are a God full of compassion and gracious, long-suffering and abundant in mercy and truth. So, to me, God's attribute characteristic of long-suffering ties into is grace and mercy. I think it's an it's it's almost like an adjective of his grace and mercy. It seems to be preceding that. Almost where it's all right, his grace and mercy, his grace and mercy and and his God's willingness to to wait to be patient mm-hmm. for us. Um, is I think we all want that for ourselves, right? Who wouldn't want that? I don't, I think everybody wants God to be patient with them Mm -hmm. and and long-suffering and gracious and merciful. Um, I think God wants to extend that to all. Yeah. I don't think it's, I think that's, that's kind of the, the message of Jesus, if you ask me, right, and, and what Jesus did was he, he made a way for all of us to receive this and, yeah, and took upon himself all of our mess, all of our sin, if you, um, I, I know it's sin, but it's really just all of our mess, um, he took that upon himself so that in effect, that was God's grace and mercy towards all of us, right? And that good, his goodness is what should lead us to repentance. I'm back to that mm-hmm. idea and, and the fact that, yeah, what he did was a demonstration of his love. 
And I think we have to also remember that long-suffering is an attribute of love. Yeah. You know? So that when, when we when we read passages of God's long suffering and all that, like you were saying, it's part of his mercy and all. Yeah. It it comes back to this is the God of love. And, and so he is long suffering out of his love for us, out of his love for what his creation and and everything. Um, But sometimes the frustrating part is, is that when we as humans are suffering, we want God to be very short suffering. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. We, hello, God, please, could you shorten <laughs> the suffering time? <laughs> yeah. We mentioned it um, on our earlier podcast uh, about the, the saints in heaven who had been beheaded in Revelation 15, and they had gone through all that horrible stuff, but still— they were praising God and then like, your ways are just, your ways are true. So, you know, they were, they were dead, but you know, they were with the Lord, which is better than being alive in the body. But that was their testimony. Yeah. I'm just reflecting on the word long suffering. Um, it is. Love is patient. Love is kind. Right? Um, that is that that word patient means long suffering. That mm-hmm. they're, they're synonymous in that case. So, yeah, long suffering. So that that would that would incline me to th- think through that in the fact that it, God's God's longing for us to turn to him, right, to accept his love. I think David kind of mentioned this with the prodigal a little bit ago, right? That father was waiting, longing for the return of his son. Um, so I, I'm starting to, I mean, we like to put long-suffering and short-suffering in the context of time, mm-hmm. but it could also mean desiring Right, and that's kind of where I'm. My head's at right now. Mm-hmm. God's desire is for us to accept His, His grace, His mercy, His mm-hmm. love, His kindness, His goodness. He wants us to accept that. He doesn't want anyone to perish. He doesn't take delight in the death of the wicked. Hmm. Yeah, and maybe he doesn't want our listeners to suffer long through this message, so we ought to... Just them. do a short one? <laughs> we'll, we'll short-suffer them through <laughs> the idea of long-suffering? <laughs> well, you know what? That's fine. Let's bless the listeners. We're going to do a short one. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, yeah I, I bless the listeners... To know, to feel, to experience the desire that God has for them. The desire to love them, the desire to be good 
and merciful and gracious to them, that they would receive that. They would receive his desire to be loving to them. I bless the listeners with hearts that are fully set on hope in you and that are yielded to your spirit to prune and train and produce in them your fruit to conform them to the likeness of your son. Now bless the listeners that though they walk through these valleys and dry places and dark places, that he's always with us and that his goodness and his mercy never let us down. They follow us right into eternity. And I bless you with that revelation and that grace. Amen.